We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. I'm on with Chargers defensive tackle Morgan Fox. Morgan, how are you? And more importantly, how's Winston? I'm good. He's he's doing good. He's still got some shows. Thanks for having me. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got some shows coming up. What's yeah. The... Think he's got a couple more. He's uh, he's out with my grandma. My grandma likes to show him. So she's oh. she's showing him through, uh, through about August. Oh, right on. Nice. Well, best of luck to him. Best of luck to your grandma, of course. Um, Got to start with the burning question because this one just came up yesterday. Uh, Jason Levine revealed that you and Bash are on uh, Hot Ones coming up this fall. How did you hold up, man? Did you prep for that? Uh, I don't think you can prep for it. <laughs> like any as hot as you think they are, it's about five times worse. Really? So uh, it was luckily, luckily it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but they definitely got some heat behind them. Okay, okay, okay. Did you like? Are you a Hot Wings kind of guy, or is it just like? Oh, I definitely am. I like spicy. Okay, food. growing up with spicy food, so but it's a uh, it's a different kind of heat for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and did you have to practice the next day after that? Uh, no, thank God. Today we did. Not. Yeah, <laughs> we had. To yeah. Go. Oh, geez. Yeah, I was gonna ask if there were any uh, regrets the next day. I guess. Nah. Um, <laughs> all right. So one question I've been dying to ask. Then back to football now. Um, since Joey talked about it on Drew's podcast like a year ago. Um, he talked about how it took him four years to see his body really match what he wanted. And that's saying a lot from someone like Joey Bosa, who was defensive rookie of the year that year. So he was talking about like the arch in his back, um, ankle flexion, that sort of thing. I know you guys don't play the same position, but there are similar demands. So is four years like generally how long it takes for rushers to see uh, that kind of physical change? And how have you changed in that regard since entering the league? I definitely think that it's, it takes time, you know, to kind of see that physical change of where you want your body at in these situations, mm -hmm. you know, like where, what weight do I rush at the best? Where, you know, do I ankle strength, shoulder strength, everything you kind of need, core strength, like realizing what the important parts of your body are for rushing. Um, I think for me, it's been a little different just because I've always had to change kind of like what position am I playing? I don't really know what right. weight I have to be at, you know, coming off of being released by the Panthers coming in here. I didn't really know. You know, I was probably a little too light last year. Yeah. didn't really know what weight I needed to be um, coming in here. So having to work it out. So now, you know, the blessing of this season is coming back to the same team and knowing where they wanted me. I was able to work towards a weight that I wanted to be at in a good way and then um, be able to, to kind of train towards that end of like, okay, how do I rush really well at a weight that I'm happy at? Yeah. 
I know last year you talked about, especially when all these guys were going down, that you had to em embrace the run and get better against the run and all that sort of stuff because so many guys were getting hurt. Was your change in weight, your physical shape or whatever, part of that as well? And you improving over the second half of the season against the run? Uh, I think it was probably part of it. You know, you kind of get that second half of the season, everybody gains weight. You get the holiday weight. <laughs> you, gain, you start eating a little different. Oh, um, okay. But honestly, I think a lot of the improvement against the run was, you know, opportunity against the run, being able to get those plays in and just see more plays. And then, you know, we really drilled it at practice mm. day and after practice, uh, you know, with the coaching staff and and really drilling it, finding, you know, watching a lot of film and then getting a lot better at it just from from practicing it every day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up here, I have a video more just for the video audience. I don't need you to break it down unless you'd love to, in which, of course, I'd, I'd love to hear that. But um, one of the more interesting stats that came my way the last couple of weeks was that specifically the four-man front of you, Bash, Chris, and Khalil, those four guys last year at almost a 70% pressure rate, that was the second best pressure rate of any four-man group in the entire NFL last year. Um, I wouldn't have maybe guessed that for, you know, obviously if you're looking, if I'm guessing, I would have assumed Joey Bosa were on there or something, right? But this four-man group specifically and what you're able to do at the line of scrimmage with stunts and whatnot um, was really effective with pressure rate. So talk about like why this was so effective. Again, this is just one play for the video audience or for yourself, um, but there were obviously more plays than this. Why was this particular four-man combination so effective? Uh, I mean, I wish I could honestly point out like a particular reason, you know, but sure. I think we just all, you know, play really well off each other. Um, and, you know, Chris is really good at, you know, playing off of me when I, you know, I have a real tendency to just fire off and try to get vertical <laughs> as fast as I can. So Chris did a really good job playing off of me and, and, you know, bringing power to a lot of rushes that a guy mm -hmm. kind of his size, a lot of people don't expect. And Chris, you know, is pretty good at bringing power in those situations. So, we played really well off of each other as a group. And then as time went on, um, we kind of all learned like who does what really well. Mm. So, you know, me and Khalil do developed a really good, you know, chemistry on like, what's he going to do with them? What am I going to do? Uh, mm. Me and Bash have, you know, always played really well off of each other. And then, uh, you know, me and Chris over time, you know, developed, he knew where I was going to go. I kind of knew how he liked to rush. And then it was a lot of it was just, Hey, if we're out here, you know, pin your ears back and go. <laughs> I think that's where we're uh, we're at our best is when we're just told to, to pin our ears back and go get the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic to hear. I think the sample size and then it being like 13 of these rushes you guys had together. So not like this particular four. Obviously, you went with Chris mm -hmm. a lot or, or Kyle or whoever, um, but still at that threshold. Second best in the NFL is awesome. So I'm sure there's more to come, obviously. When guys get hurt, um, obviously, Joey Bosa early on, other guys on the defensive line, um, does the playbook shrink or does it expand? Because on the one hand, you've lost guys, so maybe you think it would shrink. On the other hand, maybe you're trying to manufacture more pressures. How does that change when you start losing guys? Uh, I think because of like the mentality of the guys we have, it was we were fortunate enough that the playbook didn't shrink. And we have a lot of guys who are very versatile, you know, being able to play, you know, bump me down from uh, the wide five and certain overloads to a shade and be able mm -hmm. to you know, put Kyle in there or, you know, have bash run certain things like being able to plug and play guys at different positions and guys succeed is a big strength that we have. So it doesn't, we were fortunate in that aspect of the playbook, not having to shrink. Now, obviously, you know, you definitely miss a talent like Joey out there. You sure. can replace that, you know, he's a you know great guy, great player. So it definitely doesn't shrink our playbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, great to hear. 
One of the things I was always so impressed with, and listen, I, I'm not even over 200 pounds. And me talking about defensive line is hilarious. But just watching it feels like, you know, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. It feels like when you're rushing, whether it's after a spin or you're sidestepping or whatever, when you get to the quarterback, I feel like you uniquely just watching you are able to close that gap so much better than a lot of guys that I've seen. Like you just are uniquely good at that, I think. Is that something you practice with like Coach Ed, for example? Like you're just working the drills all the time. So as soon as you are out of that spin move, you know where to go. How have you worked that? Because I, I feel like just watching you, that's something you're really good at. I don't know if you noticed that or. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Like I think every, you know, D-line coach that I've had from when I was a rookie till now, it's kind of been an emphasis, not necessarily that particular part, but it's always the emphasis is finding ways to shave time off of a rush, mm -hmm. you know, to change something from a hit to a sack or a pressure to a hit. You know, how do we change that? And that is one of those things that uh, when we had a, we actually had a coach come in, you know, Coach Henny with the Rams came in and mm -hmm. really started helping us drill that of like, hey, that when you finish a move, you know, sprint, sprint. And that really developed it. Then obviously, you know, Coach Ed, I got to give him a shout out. He's big on, <laughs> you know, every drill, you know, there's a cone or there's something you, you got to sprint to the cone as fast as you can. And then you know, Coach Jay here is it's big on versus the quarterback, versus mm -hmm. the quarterback after everything. So it's kind of one of those things of, you know, once you make it a habit, you just kind of, you're, you're like, all right, if I can shave an eighth of a second off just because I run a little bit harder, I got to close the distance. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. And it really does show you've got a heck of a one-two punch, like Coach Ed, then you go with Jay. Like, that's a heck of a one-two to work with. What do you pick up from each of those guys? I'm mean, Obviously, there's overlap and similar things, but like, what are you picking up from each of those guys? And then just going into this year seven for you, what are you working on heading into year seven? Uh, so I think as far as like what I pick up from those guys, you know, Coach Jay has worked with, you know, really good players through his whole career. Like if you mm -hmm. look at, you know, he's worked with that Broncos D-line. That was incredible when they had that run, you know, Pot Rose, you know, shout out to, to Coach Knighton. That's my guy. Uh, you know, Pot Rose, Vaughn, uh, Malik Jackson, like all those guys he had were really good. And so mm -hmm. being able to kind of pick his brain on, you know, how did these guys do it, you know, with the Bears, you know, they had that incredible defensive D-line. So. You know, how did you guys do this? What was their mentality on these things? And learning from him, especially in the run game, I feel like I've improved a lot. Mm. Kind of sitting down and talking to Jay, he's been able to, you know, help a guy with my body type play, you know, these bigger runs, these double teams that I got pretty good at playing towards the end of the season. And mm. that's, a you know, a big credit to Coach Jay. And, then, you know, Ed, the, it's almost like a, a collaborative effort. You know, I can – I can sit there with Eddie and be like, hey, and he's real brutally honest with me. Like, you need to get better at this. <laughs> we'll drill it a thousand times and we'll yeah. watch it on a, a, we'll record it, we'll watch it, we'll do it again. We'll record it, we'll watch it, we'll do it again. So being able to be really open and honest with both of them has helped me just become a better player, especially over the last, you know, the course of the last half of the season. Mm -hmm. And, then, you know, going into the year, I definitely want to, you know, for me personally, want to get better at, um, rushing from certain spots that I kind of struggled at last year, you know, being mm. head up over, over a center, being able to rush better from there or shade, um, finding ways to win. And then in the run game, just being kind of taking what I did at the you know second half of the season and starting a lot faster at that, you know, mm. now I play it, know where I fit in the run team and be able to make those, you know, kind of splash plays I did uh, all year instead of just the second half of the season. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man, and kind of like gives me chills because that, that second half, I mean, listen, you were awesome the whole year, don't get me wrong, but like you really started racking up those numbers the second half of the year, so that's fantastic. 
What do you really think it is with all, all these defensive tackles? I think just was randomly looking at like pro football focus. They had a list of the top 10 D tackles and they're all really, really, really good. Just up and down the line. Um, and there were still so many guys missing. Like why are D tackles just getting so much better? It feels like over the last few years. Honestly, I, I wish I could tell you, I think it's just, <laughs> you know, guys are starting to emphasize certain things. You got mm. big, strong guys that come in that come from schools that have coaches that make them super technically sound. So, and then they're being put in positions and given opportunities that let them succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to to pin guys' ears back and go, you know, you have these guys that are athletic freaks that can really, you know, put their hand down now in a passing league and go go after quarterbacks, you know, where 10, 15 years ago it was three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. really showcase your athleticism. And now sure. you have guys that are, you know, 300 pounds that run a – anywhere from a four, six to a four, eight can bench a house, squat a house. And <laughs> then they get to rush, you know, they have good, yeah. it's a good power. They're, they're understanding pass rush now. So I think that's just kind of where it's going is guys are realizing where they can make plays and they're doing it. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, Morgan, thank you so much for jumping on with me, man. Thank you for your time. Of course, have an excellent year. Start strong, stay healthy. Wishing you all the best. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me. Take care. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.